Hello and welcome everyone to another weekly market commentary from Stashway. With us, of course, our Chief Investment Officer, Freddie Lim. Hey, Freddie. Hey, Philip, are you in Dubai now? I sure am in Dubai at the moment. Uh, first time being on a plane was quite interesting, but uh, yeah, everything worked out quite smoothly for now. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we, we, we do have quite a lot of things to discuss. We are one week out from the election. Um, I do need to get uh, some to-dos out from the team. Um, so before we get into that market commentary portion, I'd like to invite everyone to subscribe to our podcast. It's called In Your Best Interest. Um, the link is in the description below. You can also go to stashway.com slash podcast or find it on any of the big providers like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, because in our latest episode, uh, we talked about managing finances as a couple and I was joined by Jennifer Pedrigleri. She is an associate professor of organizational behavior at INSEAD. Um, and she shared uh, why it's so important that you and your partner manage your money as a team. So I'm, I'm sure everyone uh, you know, that's listening to our uh, weekly market comedy would really like our podcast as well. There's a few episodes uh, with Freddie in it. Um, so Freddie, right? You've been on there. And I think it will be a good compliment uh, to our weekly market commentary. So have a listen to that. Again, description is below. Freddie. We're getting to one week out, right? Uh, we, you and I, we've been discussing the last couple of weeks, you know, uh, Mnuchin and Pelosi were trying to get a deal done for stimulus package. That seems far out now, right? With the election coming so close now. Well, um, even in the first place, the hurdles are, are just um, really, really high because even if they actually have a deal by miracle, the deal has to go back to the Republicans dominated uh, Senate for approval where they would most likely reject it anyway. Uh, there's a fundamental great divide in how the two parties view the size of the stimulus package and even the components of the stimulus package. So the fact that they even broke down before that and started trading um, brains among themselves uh, says a lot about how difficult it is. Yeah, no. And with the uh, election one week out, is there any update from your side, what you're seeing? What's the market pricing in? Uh, you know, it seems from, from the news, at least, that, you know, Joe Biden is taking uh, a lead. And even like in some of the states that have historically been Republican, it seems pretty close now, right? Yes, um, but, you know, history has taught us not to, you know, place too much faith on polls. Uh, we have Brexit. Uh, we have Donald Trump winning the last election with against Clinton. You just never know. And there's also the possibility that a contested election is, is not a remote possibility, right? You have three judges already not being nominated by Don, uh, Mr. President Trump in the Supreme Court, leaving another six. And you never know, uh, there could be some dealing where Trump offer abortion laws, that something that the rest of the judges really believe, and to, to sort of win them over. You, you just never know what will happen if the Supreme Court comes into play to decide uh, to have a role in elections. So um, investors should always just, uh, from day one, when, you, when they invest, you should always get the risk right, always prepare for, for, for all these events, and, and always, always, always take a diversified approach to, to, to things. Yeah. One of the big things also is the um, COVID-19 situation in Europe and the US, right? Uh, it's obviously been going through the roof in you know, multiple countries in Europe. I think we're looking at partial lockdowns already. 
it's looking like there might be some more out there. However, there's progress being made on vaccines, right? Um, I know right now it seems tough to think about a better time ahead, right? But uh, especially with these rising cases, but where do you see the vaccine progress and what does that mean to portfolios? Actually, I would talk about the vaccine progress plus testing progress because both can be surprising to a lot of people in terms of changing the, the current situation. So let me start with vaccine. So we've heard Johnson and Johnson, they had a pause on their trials uh, and that was a big deal in the media. Uh, a pause is actually not the same as a clinical hold where effectively the regulators come in and stop the entire uh, process and experimentation because something really, really serious went wrong and, and it would take a long time to reboot that, but that's not what happened. Now, but that also, those pauses have left two major companies in the run, and that's Moderna, and the other one is the pfizer dash BioNTech combination. Uh, both are different approaches, but uh, very, uh, both are very exciting. Uh, the, later, the later ones, the pfizer BioNTech ones, uh, involves RNA, uh, genomes-related uh, sort of techniques that for the body to induce the body to produce vaccines. Whereas traditional techniques are, you sort of need to grow a vaccine in egg for a year under minus 70 degrees Celsius. So it's a real innovation. So only time will tell whether this will progress to the point of being, uh, you know, essentially it's a 3D printing of vaccine. So it's, it's printable. So, uh, so this is one of the stuff that we are watching. Um, but on the other hand, vaccine or not, we also have uh, better testings that can reduce the lag time in getting a result. Imagine the, if you can reduce it to 24 hours or even two days, the amount of quarantine also as a result would be reduced, right? So that will free up some mobility and some traffic. So that's potentially a pipeline of reasons why there could be a positive surprise on those fronts. And it's not a small risk that investors should start preparing for uh, something called a sector rotation, where you know we know that technology firms have done very well in the pandemic, but uh, there there could be a reversal of fortunes, right? Beaten down names can suddenly come to life. So that that's what it means uh, to to be uh, in a sector rotation situation. So it's not just election; there's also the other positive surprises in the pipeline. Yes, and I think you know you know when times are. Uh, at the worst, that's you know usually when when things start to improve because they come they do come out of nowhere. Then, um, Freddie, we also got a question from one of our listeners uh, based on last week's video. Uh, let me read that out to you. For everyone else who wants their questions featured on our weekly market commentary, please feel free to put them in the comment section below, and our team will pick them up um, every week. He's, uh, he's asking, hey, Freddie, will Stashray revisit the allocation percentage of gold in my portfolio? I realized my performance is not progressing, mainly due to the gold performance. Perhaps when I entered the market during August time when the gold was sitting at extreme highs. Um, that's one question. And then just to discuss is if 20% allocation of gold is considered high or low, will Stashray look into that? Well, um, I, let me step back a bit and retrace our steps since December 2017, because that's the first time we went full allocation on gold, 15%, when it was trading at 1,240. Uh, we went as high as nearly 2,000, and now we came back down to around 1,800, uh, no, 1, right? So it, it goes to show that the long, thing about how long-term we have been doing it, what, what amount of gains we have had over the years. So I was, I, so the main point I'm trying to make is a, it's a long-term 
strategic decision. Um, in the first place we had it where, where back then was because of valuations being depressed at 1242. But today, the reason of having it is because EIA is virtually gone into an all weather strategy mode in view of the massive amounts starting down, down the pipeline. You had the election, it's very bipolar. It can result in a lot of policy regime changes. Uh, for example, the election could lead to you know, a democratic sweep of both chambers of the Congress. And that means a much larger fiscal stimulus can, be, can, ha can happen after the elections. That also more money being printed, US dollar depreciate further. That is the risk that the goal allocation would have addressed. Also, market volatility goals of protective assets addressed it too. So it's really not uh, about return alone. It's also about risk management and the economic uncertainties that we are confronting right now. There's a lot of reasons why this is happening. Why is 20%? I, if it was up to me <laughs> to point out that, oh, 20% seems too high or 5% should be the right number, then what's the point of having a systematic approach? And uh, the, the allocation of 20% is actually based on all these risk factors and the optimization that goes on to say we need to protect investors' money. We need to protect investors from what? From a dilution of paper money because of massive money printing, like unprecedented amounts has been seen. We are in unprecedented times, so we have unprecedented allocations. Now, right. <laughs> just, to, just to pin it down further, uh, being invested in mid-August, for example, the gold price itself is down 1.96%, so you're down 2% on that. But its function is not about return. Not every line item on the portfolio should have a return. Its function is primary for risk management and paper money dilution risk management too, right? So there's, so there's a lot going on in when, when constructing a portfolio. And I would sort of, uh, you need to take a very holistic approach. And, and uh, I, I wouldn't even let me get in the way of the, the, the allocations. So, so, so again, unprecedented times, unprecedented allocations. That, that's the way it is. It will change when... Like I said, the vaccine came in or the, 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 uh, the sector rotation came in um, or when the uncertainty about the new policy regime after the election clears out, right? Things change over time. The algorithm would move again. But for now, it's really not about return. It's about risk management. Absolutely. Thank you, Freddie. Um, thank you for the listener for the question. I think that was quite interesting um, as well. We also have some great webinars coming up uh, for the Singapore market. Uh, we have what's your financial plan B. So this is where you learn about, um, you know, anything that can might happen to you um, from an accident and how you can protect yourself and how you can protect your financial plan. Um, that's on the 5th of November, Thursday, 7 p.m. If you want to sign up, the link is in the show notes below as well as on our website. Um, also, for Malaysia, we have another webinar. It's called How to Plan for Your Retirement. So if you're interested in learning more about that, it's on the 4th of November, 6 p.m. And again, show notes have the links as well as our website. We'll be back with you all next week, um, which will probably be right after the U.S. election. So we'll have uh, probably a lot to talk about next week, Freddie. Until then, stay safe, everyone, and we'll chat to you soon. Goodbye.